What's up, guys? We're live. We are live. We're live. And and we are the Identity Crisis Project. Last time I checked, and my name's Tim Hodgkiss. If you didn't know, what's up, guys? I'm Corey Wise. How you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I liked uh, I like the fact that it came in today without any sort of uh, expectation. You know, sometimes I have like this plan of attack when I come into the office. Today I just came in. I just rolled in. And, you know, like reacquainted myself with what I left last night. So it's been kind of cool. How about you? It's awesome. Isn't it funny how I'm doing well? Thank you. It's I had a. Yeah, at a meeting, supposed to have a meeting at 9.30 and that canceled. So it freed up some time in a busy day, which is always nice. Just that it's, it's nice how just that little bit of extra time can make it feel like you've got so much time. It totally changed <laughs> right. my mood. <laughs> you must have been really looking forward to that meeting, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but hey. expectations, aren't those an interesting one? How it can either like go really well or it can completely fuck up your, your experience. Right. I used to, you know, expectations. I used to focus a lot on the anticipation. I don't know, anticipation, expectation. They mm-hmm. share the same kind of <sighs> phrasing a little bit. But yeah, it's like I used to think about, oh, it's this day is going to be just a repeat of the previous day. All the same sort of difficulties and struggles are going to play out again. And now I flip that around to, hey, this day is a literal ball of clay and I get to just play with it, you know? So instead of the day kind of, you know, controlling me like a marionette, um, I try to, you know, have a say in it, you know, and, and direct how it goes. It could be a great day. It could be a bad day. It's largely my decision, right? You know? Absolutely. Yeah, totally. It's just a just different mindset that I have. So, but that's cool, dude. Um, wow. I think I was so... Well, I think I was telling you, I, uh, I'm working with a number of different counselors right now. We've got COVID, so co-pays are free. So I'm taking advantage of it and just talking, spending yeah. that time to talk. And uh, one of them, we were doing an, uh, an exercise and they were saying like, if you were envisioning in this one, it was, it was a relationship. If you were envisioning your perfect person mm-hmm. and everything, everything's exactly how you would want them to be. And then this is where the counselor shifted. She was like, how would you act around that person? Like, what would you be like? And mm. I was like, interesting. And oh then I started God, I don't know. putting that into different scenarios in my life. And like, so instead of having the expectation of going into work and like, this day is going to be a shit bag day, <laughs> I can hate my yeah. boss. And yeah. today's just going to suck. Like it does. It did yesterday and day before. <laughs> If you were going into your perfect workday, like everything's awesome, you've got however that looks to you is exactly how you want it. How would you act? Like, how would you hold your head when you walk through that door? And then I realized how much effect I truly have on my day and the outcome. If I come in with my head down and grumpy because I'm expecting the worst, chances are Mm -hmm. people are going to respond the same. Right. When right. you come up with your head high smiling, hey, Karen, how's your day? Everybody loves Karen. Well, and, it, you know, the energy that you start putting out comes back to you, too. So it kind of reinforces the positivity that you're exuding. You know, it starts to feed on itself. That's what I've seen, you know, coming right. in the office kind of like as a ghost. Nobody even knows, you know, when I come in, they don't know when I leave versus 
coming in and saying hi to literally every person in my path every morning, um, people start asking, where's Tim all of a sudden? You know, if he misses a day, he's not in the, you know? So yeah. it starts to, yeah, it starts to build momentum when you're when you're shifting your mindset and carrying out, uh, just living your, your, your life. And it, it, you know, it just, it, it allows opportunity because in my work, I get a lot, I'm a problem solver. So, right. I, you know, it's just problem, problem, problem. And some problems are easier to solve than others. And a lot of it is managing expectations, managing people and, you know, trying to be deferential, trying to be firm, you know, knowing when to play, you know, these different um, emotions. And uh, that can really put you in a negative mindset if every day kind of looks like that. Yeah, but um, being able to shift that instead of letting it impact me and how I present to other people, um, and, and just letting it wash in and wash out, and defining myself by what my core values are, which is um, you know be happy, uh, be excited that you have a day to live through, and 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 enjoy it. Like make the most fun out of every day. Nothing is as dire as what we, we, we build it up as. And um, you, you can laugh at everything. There's nothing that you cannot laugh at. That's my opinion. That's, right. you know, even the most serious stuff, I, I find humor and laughter. And that's just the way I've been shaped and formed through this job. So it hasn't, you know, taken me down with it because it's given me every opportunity to, you know, be, uh, worn down and ground down by it, but um, yeah, mindset is everything. Right, click autopilot off. It's <laughs> it's hard to to at times be self aware and to catch yourself because it, it is so easy to get into that autopilot stage because you've done it so many times. You know how this is, this outcome is going to play. Yeah, it's like Groundhog Day. Exactly. <laughs> but what happens if you change the outcome? Exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah. And sometimes it's scary to change the outcome. Sometimes it's scary. I mean, for me, in my mind, I'm playing out all these scenarios. Like, I just want to go up to this person and make them laugh. Like, I just want to say something. But I would be fearful of sharing that funny, humorous side of myself you know, out of fear of rejection because they might not think it's funny. And that's where, you know, I keep coming back to that limiting belief that I had of myself, um, you know, in our, in our, um, talks and when I shifted that and let myself play bigger than what I was doing that's when I started to reap the rewards that's when my mindset really shifted and now it's just it's like a tidal wave right like it's just opened up the floodgates and I see all of the opportunities that I was missing because I had such a small opinion of myself so right you know here we are <laughs> yeah change your attitude change your life I think that's yeah. in this book. <laughs> right? <laughs> if it's not a book, there's a book idea for somebody. What's your favorite book title? Uh, well, Mark Manson's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck is up there. I was just going to say that. I didn't know who yeah. the author was, but I love that title. Yeah, Mark Manson. He's got, I think he's got a new one out now. But he's Did you great. read it? Did you mm -hmm. read it? Yeah. Actually, I listened to it on a plane. I don't listen to a lot of I don't listen to a lot of audiobooks. 
I'm you don't kind of shift that now. No, I listen to podcasts all day long. You listen, you do, you do. And then I do. I live in in Bose noise noise canceling headphones and listen to podcasts all day long. People might not recognize you without your headphones on. I know, right? I buy books, (laughs) but I'm always listening to podcasts, and so I don't ever get a chance to. I don't make the time to to sit and stop and read them because I can multitask with podcasts on. And now I'm, I actually got a free through the, the, I'm in Seattle, through the Seattle library. I got a free library card online and you can download books to listen to through Kindle or it's a a app called Libby, but they're free. So instead of paying the, sorry, Audible, instead of paying the, the membership for Audible and then buying books there, you can just go to your local library, download a, or, or sign up for a free library card and then you still have to wait there's like a waiting period you, the same as if you were to take out a book oh uh, like okay so it's not yours that's the only difference but i mean you get the most like you book, get to use it for a, like a week or two tw- or yeah 21 days i mean you can change okay. the 21 days is the max that seattle does it anyways had no idea yeah there you go well, that's tip. a huge value though yeah that's uh it's one I'm trying to, I want to read a lot of books. I love obviously um, taking in information and, and learning. And so I'm thinking I wanted to try to get at least a, a book a week. I haven't put yeah. anything into play yet. I was going to say a book a day, but that's kind of, it's not fully realistic. I have a, a tendency of not making realistic goals. I mean, like they're achievable, just incredibly challenging. Right. Well, that's, you know, you, you listen to a lot of podcasts and just you're, you're always consuming knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I, geez, I think the last book that I read or listened to, because um, I, I am an audiobook person too, is probably um, the Tim Ferriss book. What, what, what is four it? Four Hour the, Work Week? Yeah. Yeah. Four Hour Work Week, Four Hour Chef. Yep, the four-hour work week. That was the last one that I listened to all the way through, and I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. The, you know, it. I don't know. It was just there were some good points in there. But have I you listened to any to, of his podcasts? No, you know that's the irony. I you listen to so many. I listen to so few. Um, I, I must think I have it all figured out, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I must have, right? I must have. I must know it all. Um, or you just have a life. No, it's, it's not, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I definitely, you know, with Arate, you know, Ed and Andy. Hello, Gunther. How are you? Gunther saying hello says good morning. (laughs) (laughs) He don't want to be left out. He says hi. (laughs) But with the Arate stuff, um, the, the monthly calls, that's kind of where I get my insight and my, you know, external You know, outside of you and I working on the podcast and talking, that's my other kind of external source of information. And I don't know, I think it's partly because I, I digest a lot of information at my job and I'm just kind of, you know, I, mm-hmm. I take a lot in and I, my mission is to let what's been inside out. So I've been focusing, as you've seen, you know, more on social media, trying to get that muscle memory, get that consistency going. Um, so uh, instead of taking information in, which I've done for most of my life, I'm trying to let 
the information that's inside of this guy out more. So that could be the reason why too. Yeah. It's, I, I guess I'm fortunate through my, through work, I'm able to still listen to podcasts and so I'll throw them on and, mm-hmm. um, so I can listen to them through work. And then if I'm making food, usually cooking or whatever, I'll have a podcast on or doing stuff around the house or taking the dog guns out for a walk. Uh-huh. It's just for me, I'm always trying to, to instead of like listening to music or, um, whatever, I'll just throw a podcast on and try to get some more information in. Well, so outside of the Identity Crisis Project, which I know is at the top of your list, what Every is day. your second favorite? What is your second favorite <laughs> podcast? What What's the one that does it for you? Gives you the most, you know, bang for your buck in terms of the time that you, uh, you know, give uh, to us. Um, I mean, Rogan's the one I listen to the most, just because oh, it's right. the most varied. Right. He has a just so many different guests on, so you really never know you know, who you're going to be talking to or what you're going to learn. I mean, one day mm-hmm. I just listened to a, a steakhouse owner in, I think he's out of LA, but I mean, you get to, to listen about how they get their steaks and the economy of meat and cooking styles. Right. And then, you know, the next he's got the, the coordinator on for the comedy club. And mm-hmm. then he's got Dr. Rhonda Patrick talking about continuous blood glucose monitoring and getting your vitamin D and zinc and all that stuff for to get your immune system up for COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's where you got that idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I just listen to people smarter than me. Yeah, that's what it's uh, what it's about. Um, yeah, he's definitely cool in that way. He has such a variety of topics and you might not think that about him because he's, you know, if you know him from UFC and MMA stuff, you might think that he's kind of uh, just a... Uh, I mean, <laughs> you stole the words right out of my mouth. But he's totally not like he's into anti-aging. He's got, I think, a supplement line, or he's an investor in a supplement line. On like it, name yep. of it. Yeah, on it. On it. Um, yeah, with Aubrey Marcus. Yeah. So he's he's definitely um, a progressive thought leader in in those realms too. Apart from just being a great podcaster. Yeah, he's a big one. Tim Ferriss is one. It can get a little stagnant, but. Um, he just has Tim Ferriss has a, a bunch of great guests. Um, Aubrey Marcus is the another one great guest. Lewis Howes. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of a lot of information you can take, but it's just not so entertaining. Sometimes I can get a little, I can feel yeah. tired after listening to him. Yeah, it's like sitting in class all day. You know what I mean? Right. So that from there, I can loosen up with uh, a, one of my favorite comedians. Um, uh, Tom Segura and his wife, Christina Pazinski, she, they've got a podcast called uh, Your Mom's House. And then they've got another <laughs> one with Dr. Drew called Dr. Drew After Dark, which is hilarious. I love Dr. Drew. I love me some Dr. Drew. Like, Yeah, check out his podcast. I will. I will. I He's been on various shows. I know he was on that one. Like, I love, like, the reality, like, not so love reality. Line. <laughs> yeah, there was Loveline back in the day. There was, yep. like, what, he did Celebrity Rehab, I think, which was, like, an absolute epitome of a train wreck of a show. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, it was just ridiculously wrong. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's, he's an interesting character. But, yeah, you know what? I feel like we're that fusion. Like, you just give, given a, a ton of valuable resources for, um, information and I think bringing in a this is this is called letting down the fourth wall everybody um, <laughs> I think you know infusing it with some of our uh, 
I think. I think it's called humor. I think it's called quirkiness. Personality. Last time I checked. Personality. Yes. <laughs> yes. And people might think I'm putting on an act. Quite seriously, though, this is how I am all the time, even at work, even doing like really serious shit. I yeah. I try to keep it light because I can't I can't you know I can't do it otherwise. I can attest to that. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's just a great sticking on that or, or wrapping up the podcast, but it's a great way for I find to to pose questions to myself in a different way. Like I had just listened to one, I think I sent it to you, Jim Dethmer on the Tim Ferriss show. It's episode 434 for anybody who wants to check it out. But the the title was how to shift from victim consciousness, reduce drama, practice candor, be fully alive and more. And it really was just a, a fantastic, uh, fantastic episode and really helped me to look at the way I was approaching life and, and questions and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that, that I try to do most often is just ask myself different questions of why, like, why am I behaving this way? Why am I feeling this way to, to be better aware of me? Where do you come out when you answer that question? It depends on the situation. Mostly like if it's like, it's, it's applicable if I'm not feeling happy, like if something's, making me upset or if I'm feeling defensive or um yeah my if sad mostly sad I can figure out but like the the, the more hostile feelings um and Sorry a lot of the that, time the other day by the way <laughs> <laughs> it was all my that was all on the, me seriously the flogging help <laughs> <laughs> but uh the when I go through those even that situation too with the the saying you all you said was we had two instagram followers and like celebrated it but it if i look through my reactions it's all based on fear and insecurity and so my fear was people were going to see the infancy of the podcast and instead of being proud of that how we've come and two is better than than none right instead of seeing that it's my fear was people weren't going to see me or see us or the podcast as big as what I envision it to be and where we're going to take it. And you remind me so much of the mindset, like you're way ahead of all where I was, but some of that was the mindset that I used to have. Like I used to be that, that way about, well, you know, I don't want to share this to anybody, share this with anybody because, you know, it is kind of cool, but it's not significant to amount or mean anything to anybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, and, I, I used to do that on everything though. Like I was never good enough to ever share any good thing because it was never, you know, I didn't become the president of the United States. So, but I would find a way to sabotage that. And right. <laughs> that wouldn't be good enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, totally. I still, I struggle with that. And it wasn't until actually earlier this year, I realized that um, I had some, it's called ACA, but adult children of alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're an adult child. So I mean, my, my folks weren't alcoholics, but they, they had me when they were young. And so in, in doing the best that, that they could, there were some mistakes along the way or things that I'm sure that they would do differently now. And one of those was my, my old man. He always tried to get me to be the, the best version that he saw me to, that I could be. And so he was always pushing me to be better. But what I saw being 
a kid being four or whatever is that I was never good enough. Mm. So he was trying to push me to be better into to what he knew I could mm. be. Mm-hmm. And I saw it as I'm never good enough. Mm-hmm. And that that nothing I can do is is good enough. And if I did do something that was good, I would diminish it, even at that age. I remember having yeah. a guitar um, a, a, a guitar recital when I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight. Mm-hmm. And I caught the, the points where I messed up. And afterwards, my dad was like, hey, good job, bud. And I was like, ah, I could have done this better, though. And he was like, no, no, like you did a good job. And I was like, ah, but, uh-huh. I, I, but I messed up here. And he was like, all right, fuck it, whatever. I told you good job. That's what that's what you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> and but yeah, like so through through to this day, I I have to remind myself that uh, you know to to cool. accept things for as they are. Right. We we are you know we're we're shaped and influenced by those certain outside. Um, people of authority, parents for sure. And um, the way we, you know, process a compliment or um, a criticism definitely gets, you know, really embossed into our brains. And it's, it's hard to, you know, if it's not done in a healthy way, it's hard to, you know, unwire and unravel it and then come out into, you know, a more helpful, you know, manner of processing that information. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how much gets locked up in us as far I know, as... I know, I um, I can't... Re- I've read an awesome thing the other day where, like, if you get a compliment and it stays for five minutes, but somebody calls you fat when you were eight, it sticks with you for 40 years. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? Yeah. Nobody's thinking about the compliment they got yesterday. Mm-mm. For the most part. But they're thinking about just like you said that criticism that that it's like a knife like it's still it's still there in your side you're walking you're like you're limping so well, limping with that knife sticking out that's what you had said the other day about that thing how it it i i didn't even recognize it but you were like oh i went to sleep thinking about it well i did i'm, I'm being completely honest like it was yeah a, it was really insignificant but i took that and and i I think the reason why it stuck with me so much is because I'm doing something along with you that's very public, it's very open, and I am, I don't know, I feel right now, I feel completely anxiety free, I feel like this is supremely natural, like this is something that I'm supposed to be doing, it's, this is like waking yeah. up, like me talking right now, but when that was said, it kind of then made me think more, like I'm now I'm thinking. And that's right. where I, that's what I wanted to release. I, I don't want to think, I just want to be. And maybe I'm not, I'm never going to be perfect. We, we no, Nobody is. I'm, I'm going to say something that doesn't fit, make sense. It's going to be incomprehensible and people are going to be like, what the hell? But the minute I start thinking is the minute there is no value from me. You're not hearing my right. true essence. It's just, it's just a bunch of garbage. And I'm the first one to admit that. So that's the, the, you know, so that's where I was coming out with that. And that's why it totally. bothered me so much. It's yeah. It's um, the, you know, the story you tell yourself and the going back to the fear and insecurity. Um, when you're feeling those emotions, the, 
those uncomfortable emotions, most often they come back to, if you keep asking that question of why, why am I feeling this? comes back to fear and insecurity. I don't want to see right. be seen a certain way or I don't want to let somebody down or. And, right. and you know, my perspective on it, because I was in Toastmasters uh, a little over a year ago and it started out as being just a, a lot of creativity, getting up in front of people and we would do these exercises called table topics. You'd be given a topic. Um, it could just be one word. It could just be elevator. And you would craft this entire fabricated story in some cases. It could be based in a real life um, situation that you've experienced, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But you're to talk for, I think at least a minute um, based on that topic. And right. that was so freeing. It was kind of like an improv class. and. Being able to do that was really a huge step in me getting out of my own way. And um, I guess being a person that's crafting these speeches, that was never important to me. What was important is getting comfortable in front of a room as myself. And so table topics right. allowed that. And I feel once you get comfortable in your own skin, then you can reel that back and, and focus it. If you want to deliver a great speech, that's going to become much easier because now you're comfortable in who you are and being quirky and weird and all the flaws just out there. You know, you can reel that in and focus that, um, that public speaking energy or that, that energy of just look, here I am, accept me. And then right. you take that wherever you want to put it, you know, social media, a podcast like we're doing. I mean, that's a big reason why I am here because I, I just got freer with myself and I accepted that whatever comes out of my mouth is me. I'm going to own that and I'm not going to apologize for it. I right. drew the line and I crossed over it and I'm not stepping back. But I think for me, that's a, that's the exact thing. Like as long as I'm, I spent so much time and even now I have to again, remind myself that, um, to be aware of that fear. Cause I would, your table topic thing gave me like almost immediate anxiety. The idea of like st standing up and speaking in front of people. I don't know when that started for me, but um, yeah, like just like getting up in front of people and talking, getting up in front of people, period. Like it will give me anxiety now. I remember when I would do auditions and things like that. Like I'd be in front of a oh. camera, it's in front of a small group of people who don't give yeah. a shit about me. And it's, and right. I just had to say like a line, a quick action line, mm -hmm. and I would almost black out. I'd be mm -hmm. shaking and sweating and um, fun fact for another day, but I got on, I got uh, approved to be on the first season of MasterChef and I don't know how I would have oh, gotten through. I did not it, know this. <laughs> it didn't end up working out. Um, but oh yeah, God. it's I would have, being on camera and under pressure and stuff like that at that time, I would have just melted. I but can relate. I, th I, can I think relate. it's, I think it was all the, the fear of what if I'm, what if I do something wrong? What if somebody judges mm -hmm. or perceives me in a bad way? What if it's fucking paralyzing, I'm, dude, it's fucking ugh. the most paralyzing. It, it's like your mind is playing tricks on you. And it's, it's like the worst feeling in the fucking world, knowing that right. you can crush it, knowing in your heart that you can crush it. Like I'm sure when you're on that show, you know, you went through all the hoops to get on it and you're there and you're like, I, could, I know I could do this if nobody was here. Like I could just fucking right. rock it. You add one or two people and the whole yep. house of cards just collapse. And it's like, it's so, oh, I know, I know, I feel you. 
It's that's the even when you and I, when we first started sending the the videos back and forth on Facebook Messenger daily, it's because mm-hmm. for Struggle Bear, when I would go to do a a Facebook or a, an Instagram story, even just recording the story, I would start to get anxiety. In at home, completely safe, with the ability to delete or do it as yeah. many times as I want, I would still get anxiety. And it, it really took me being self-aware and asking those questions and a constant reminder and listening to meditations and mm-hmm. but but trying to figure out where that came from in order to, to overcome it. Right. And it's a it's a right. work in a constant work in progress. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's always kind of the gravity's always pulling me back to that, you know, withdrawn place. You it's know that fucking ego. That ego can work wonders for you, but it can also tear you down too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For but, sure. For sure. But yeah, I think the but more you're conscious are. of it. Yep. <laughs> and the, the more you, you go into the unknown and the more you do things like this, you realize that it's not so scary. And I mean, everybody's going to have people that don't like you, especially in the, the internet world. There's always going to be an asshole in the room. Yeah. But yeah, but you I mean, know, getting, getting your message out, getting whatever it is that you want to share to the world, you know, whether that's being on a TV show like you were on or um, just doing a podcast or just, you know, going up to somebody and telling them a joke, you know, simple right. as that. Don't limit yourself by these, these negative thoughts, these limiting beliefs, right. the, this insecurity, because once you do it and regardless of the reaction that you get um you, you can't expect anything right you can't expect that somebody is going to love everything you do but you need to expect from yourself that you need to do it to show up for yourself because you you, you really do get so much satisfaction from from stepping outside of totally the box that you've kind of you know walk around with you know and, and eventually you keep chiseling away that box is going to disappear and you're going to be living a much freer much more um uh, enjoyable and and just a a real a lot more robust life yeah so yeah you definitely you owe it to yourself and you owe it to the next person behind you who you're one step ahead of because they're gonna see your strength yeah even though you don't think yeah even though you don't think you're there yet they're going to pull and see you as a leader because to somebody you are. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's so, so important to have people out there that you can look to look up to. I used to look up, you know, be like Mike, there you go. Like I was like, what what would Michael Jordan do in this situation? Like I would call upon these certain personalities when I was in a situation to try and, formulate some essence of myself to 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 motivate and conjure up to to deal with situations um these are all you know things that we do when we're trying to to put together the pieces of the puzzle behind our own you know ego and and confidence yeah i think that's a good place to end it are we done are you serious already oh my god (laughs) time flies (laughs) all right time flies that was good that was good well thank you everybody um appreciate you so much and please check us out we're on instagram 
Facebook, The Identity Crisis Project. And of course, uh, the crown jewel of it all is our podcast, The Identity Crisis Project Podcast. Yeah, like it, share it, tell your friend if you dug this episode, but help us get bigger and, and get this out. It's exciting for us. and Absolutely. Wanna, thank you, everybody. That's if, thank you, everyone that has listened to just two seconds of it. Um, we appreciate you. All right, guys. Have a good day. Bye.